What's up, y'all? Uh, I am Duchess. Kalila J. And this is the first episode of the Rainbow Table Talk. Yes, yes. Welcome, viewers, Welcome. Rainbow Table Talk. We got some good conversations. So, um, as you all will know, um, and we're going to have some great, great, great content to provide you. This is a platform, a community for the LGBTQ plus um, community where we're going to talk about spirituality, sexuality, um, just all of our own experiences um, to help you along your journey. So we look forward to many more opportunities like this. So, how you doing? I'm doing alright. Yeah. Right. How how you doing? I'm chilling. I'm good. I'm up in uh, what North Carolina <laughs> yes, for our first yes. episode. Yes. You yes. know, uh, COVID tried to put a damper on things, and uh, yeah, we're getting it together. So um, I am excited to share our journey with you guys, and um, feel free to uh, subscribe. Email us at rainbowtabletalk20 at yes. gmail.com. Like the video. Like share the video. It. Share the video. Um, we plan on coming to you guys every first and third Thursday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. I don't know what standard time you're on, but we're on Eastern Standard Time. So. Put the kids to bed and they get kind of You know, get, get comfortable. Get your, little, <laughs> get your little glass. You know what I'm talking about? Get your little glass. Just hang out, chill with us and... Uh, Just enjoy and uh, spend time as we share our journey and hopefully uh, get to experience and enjoy your journey with us. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump into it because I know you're ready, right? So what do we got on the menu? What do we Uh, got on the menu today? Producer. Producer? Producer, what we got? Yeah, y'all don't see the producer. Y'all don't see we got hey, in the back. We got behind screen stuff. Producer, you know what I'm talking about? What we got on the menu for today? Right, so today we're talking about our coming out stories. Uh, ooh, coming mm. out. I got two of them. Mm, you got two? 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 Okay. I got two. I got two. Like one and a half. One and a half. So coming out stories. So as you guys know, the process of being queer, however you LGBTQ, however you want to frame it. I like to call us the alphabet people. I know. We add a We add a new letter every other week yeah we're gonna have a video yeah. about, about that, that right that. especially about that but i'll shorten it up i like queer a little bit it's just quick like right so with the queer community a part of the i guess like the first process or the ongoing process is about coming out right so like how do you you know come to know yourself as a part of you know lesbian gay bisexual trans whatever that is for you how do you come to the knowing of that and then not only the knowing of that for yourself, but then how do you immerse like your family, yeah, be friends, enough to, and to come religion, to and yeah. church, and all these different aspects? And the, the, the rough thing about it is, uh, unless you decide to like just go on Facebook and be like, look, y'all, I like girls. Mm. Then you, you kind of end up having to come out over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like... I can come out on my... Straight folks don't have to come out. No. It's just assumed Yeah, you're straight. They so eat. it's like you get to work and somebody's like, oh, you got a husband? You're married? I I have a partner. <laughs> right? I, I, I have a partner. And so it's, it's, it's this whole yeah. thing where you have to continually come out and come out and come out my um my straight friends when they introduce me they're like this is my lesbian friend monique and i'll right. be like yo full, full on title yeah. like it's a work title <laughs> my lesbian friend monique oh really like it, yeah. uh, like i'm diverse i got i got gay friends y'all yeah yeah so um just uh the come out story is it's our thing so a little bit of background on us um mm-hmm. we both attended a christian school growing up Mm-hmm. And uh, knew that we were LGBT. This is my cousin, by the way. Yeah. Um, you don't see the resemblance. You see, um, <laughs> so we went to a Christian school and basically had to keep ourselves in hiding the entire time we were there mm-hmm. um, for fear of getting expelled. Like, how many times did we get called in the office? Girl, I'm just mad. That I'm, I'm just happy that I made it. Yeah, I got the high school diploma yeah. downstairs. I was about this deep, Listen. not getting in, getting out. Because you, know? you really can't come home and be like, uh, we got expelled because we was writing girls love letters. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't, can't do that. So let's actually start from there. So let's, you know, you know, you got stages of life. Let's kind of start from like, you know, childhood. And then let's branch out to the space of like when we came out. So I'll okay. kick it off like as far as in with childhood. So pretty much always knew 
that was gay, you know, even from just kind of the nursery. You know, I just knew I was looking at babies in the, you know, the other cribs. I was like, call me. You can do yeah, it. Call, well, call, call me when you get out, when I you like, and your mom. Get, make sure you get all your shots. But, I like the teachers. Ooh. I was... <laughs> I like the older one. You like older one. I like the older one. Like older one nah, see, I was one. like in younger babies. I was like mm-hmm. in you know mm-hmm. the younger babies, mm-hmm. right? Where your mama at? <laughs> Where your mama at? <laughs> so for me, it started out. You know, I'm I'm being facetious here, but you know, starting out from a young age, I knew something in me was a little bit you know different. I just kind of knew that I you know liked girls. Anytime it was time to play mama and daddy, guess who was the daddy? Daddy. Who was the daddy? Who's daddy? I wanted to be the daddy. I wanted to be the daddy all the time. So it was some it was something going something going on there. So but you know what? We all know that when you're a child, you're taught boys don't touch boys, girls don't touch girls. So it's just kinda I just like was always like, I like this girl, but had this thing where I knew that I couldn't like express that, mm-hmm. right? So like in your childhood, did you know something? I I knew I didn't want to wear dresses. Mm-hmm. That's I think I think that so. was the first thing. Like fought adamantly against that. Um, but just knowing that, I think I'm more assimilated to. I'm just a tomboy, mm-hmm. and it was like at around I want to say maybe around five or six. I was like, I I like her, like being in her presence. But at that age. You don't really know what it is. And as I started getting into, like, my, like, 9 and 10, um, I used to go to New York to hang out with my older cousin. And I always wanted to hang around her friends. So (laughs) it would be, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. And I'd be like, I'm going upstairs to go hang out with your friend. And I didn't realize till I got older, like, you had a crush crush. Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. just, like... Oh, she's beautiful. I want to be that kind of beautiful. It was like, she's pretty, and I want to see her every day. Like yeah, it, it was, yeah. it was that kind of thing. But growing up in a uh, Christian home, Christian environment, mm-hmm. and um, also our families are Panamanian, and mm. so in that culture, it is extremely taboo. Not only being uh, Hispanic, but also being black, it's extremely taboo for you to have those feelings because it's it's. It's very prevalent to be like, oh, um, you see that Bati boy them, and you don't like, like yeah, we don't, we yeah, don't talk yeah. to them, and we don't do this, and we don't do that, and he you was see, already and, and, and um, I, I remember just we had a friend, and he was extra effeminate as a child, and it was just like something not right with him, and um, and just growing up in that where you see everybody else is kind of like. Like you, you know when when a stud walk by and your mama be like, look, 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 look. You see that? You see that? She mm-hmm. thinks she a boy, and and and, and you just kind of be like, oh, well, I'm not supposed to be that. I can't be that. So it's like, well, when you saw the girl walk by, you were like, man, I like her shirt. I like her outfit. Yeah. I want, I want to do that. And and then to have your um your teachers be in life be like that's not right something's wrong with that it it makes you be like oh well i can't share that with them yeah yeah and and just a fun fact as you guys know as monique mentioned that our parents are um, from panama and just most recently over the past couple years that they've actually uh, before used to be illegal so it was illegal to have same-sex relationships or even be even public displays of affection in a same-sex relationship. So um, I think it may, definitely have made progress where that's not, you don't go to jail for that, but that's just kind of kind of give you an insight yeah. as to we may have freedom in that space here in the States, but there are countries that this is a, it's illegal. It's you illegal. can't, you can't have that. So, and also the, the conditioning that our parents face um, in, you know, uh, their childhood, of, they're growing up yeah. and kind of like just, further enforcing it onto us yeah yeah so then that's where we have like our childhood and i think the 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 shifting point as to when i started to know no is when i like teenagers and that's when we started to have a more of a stronger bond do you remember how we had that conversation i don't even remember how we had that conversation like was it kind of like i think i was like hey i i I think i like girls like it's kind of that knowing like like You recognize family when you see family. Like, yeah. like if you see somebody down the street and you'd be like, that might be my blood. Yeah. But so it was kind of like, are Some. you feeling, are you? And then when we kind of reached, it was like, oh, oh. so it was like, I have a safe space. So, with, so give, me, give me the inside tea of it. Okay. So how mm-hmm. this, how this happened, like where we got to the aha moment. 
play basketball. This doesn't mean everybody play yeah. basketball. Just because you play ball don't mean you gay. No, don't mean you might be. But you might ninety nine point nine percent of the time you might be. But we're not just gonna stereotype you like that. But. Uh, was playing on the basketball team, and then it was just one, this one particular person on our one particular girl on our team that she was just out and open. And we out like, and open. Damn. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody was like, "Damn." So it was something was inside of us, like, "Yo, like something is going on." And then, Definitely. you know, we came to each other and was like, "Hey, hey. you know, such and such looks real good, real, real cute, real, real, good. real cute." And it's like, "You, you like her? You like her too? You think she's cute?" And, and this affection just kind of just just saying, commenting I feel like, on how I feel like looked. every gay girl on our basketball team was like that year was like, "Yeah, they gay, I'm gay too." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it became a you know like was a couple of us was like you know just started to say, "Oh man." Or, I'm feeling something inside. So I think we started to kind of, in this sense, Bond together. get like build our own yeah. inner circle and our own tribe. So I think that was just us kind of building that family. Like, hey, what I'm feeling, Mo, are you feeling the same? Yeah. Or other people on our yeah. team, we were feeling the same. So we were able to kind of like come on one page. Yeah. But I think was the hardest part of that was that, you know, like we were in a Christian environment coming to to god and to jesus and all of this stuff and then you know i've i'm i'm supposed to this is this is a sin yeah. this is not this is not who i'm supposed to you know yeah. it's not supposed to be it's not right and i think that's where more of the that's where we started to kind of get a little more of the challenges <laughs> and, and especially when you're in a space where you love god mm-hmm. like we love god we love we love we love we love that aspect of our spirituality so in in the coming out of it it's it's well do i the the question for me always was do i make myself happy mm-hmm. or do i make god happy yeah and it wasn't uh, it wasn't until recently i think in my like when i first hit 30 where i was just like god wants me to be happy in who he has made me to be yeah. who i am and so when i learned to disconnect from um the thoughts process of of his people because a lot of times his uh, you know like i say his people was the same people who were like put him on the cross so i I always have to disconnect from their mindset and just be like i am happy and secure and whole in who i am and who i am in him yeah um so i love the way that you said that you know it's on my a it's gonna be on the tape so you just rewind it back don't steal it just put my name underneath like i will thank you credit to that and that was the hardest part because I, I could just remember like we'll have chapel and then we'll do this this thing that we you know we started to have you know affections for girls and have our girlfriends and whatever in, in school and felt so had much girlfriend. guilt she had girlfriends I'm, look this is before my <laughs> BC day. this is hey, hey BC listen, days okay she, know, we can grow up now talking about if you, if you like this channel you might hear about this yeah, I'm you, just might, saying. you might continue Subscribe. stay with us stay with us you hear more of that story but we used to have like chapel and the next thing you know we'll be like man we ain't, be, we ain't gonna be gay no more we ain't gonna be gay yeah. no more or the, I'm talking the about at the altar yeah Every chapel. Every chapel. That's like, every I'm rededicating my life every, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, going and just kind of feeling this immense guilt and shame. And just, you know what it is when they say, all right, now you need, if you backslide or you fell away from Jesus or whatever, come on up to the altar. You know, and you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. to kind of feel that, that, that flush through your body and just to kind of every Wednesday to get up to the altar and say, you know what, God, I'm not going to be gay. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to serve you, God. I'm just this is what I'm going to do. And then, you know, guess what? Two, three days later, I'm back on the phone singing um, SWV week to these girls. Like and you're breaking up. You're, you're, you're breaking up with your little girlfriend. Like, yeah. look, baby, I can't. Do I this can't no do more. this. We save. We can't we can't be gay no more. Yeah. And breaking up and then you get back together. Then breaking up and then you get, get back, back together. together. And I think the the the. The most challenging point for me thinking about that time is when I can remember I had my, my girlfriend um, and, you know, we were caking on the phone. That's what we call it. You know, talking. You hang up. No, you hang up. Right. We caking on the phone and I guess her mom picked up. Mm-hmm. Mama picks up and, you know, here's the conversation and says that she records it and then she takes it to the principal. Right. And then next thing you know, they they bring my best friend in. My best friend saying, "Not me. I am not the one. Y'all got yeah. the wrong victim." Yeah. 
So yeah. she's like, hey, this is this is this is this is KJ. Bring KJ into the office. So when they brought me into the office, he says, look, you know, the girl's mom saying that you guys were kissing in the bathroom, do all these different things, and we don't. We, this is not allowed. So if this is who you are, and this is what you're gonna do. We can't have you here. Yeah. And I had to, at that moment, Mo, like I had to deny myself and say, <clears throat> um, no, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and mm-hmm. act like it never happened. And it crushed me because I just felt like I, at that moment, I couldn't be myself. Like everybody in school know. And I just had to <clears throat> now become an imposter. Like, oh, yeah. And then I you got a fake, yeah. yeah, fake dating and, and fake liking boys. And it's like. I should be worried about getting good grades and I should be worried. Mm-hmm. I got a basketball tournament next week. I should be worried about these things. But in the back of your mind, you're always like, I might get expelled for being who I am. Yeah. And so and I think our only goal was, and especially with our parents, how, you know, with anything, you don't want to disappoint your parents. I got to graduate. I got to get out of here. I don't want to disappoint my parents. So yeah. to, to, to have, you know, people know who you are and then always being like, you can't be this way. You can't do this and make you feel guilty and shame about your feelings. Mm-hmm. That's that was awful. Um, you know that was awful from a you know going to school standpoint. But even I want to get into a little bit. Hopefully we don't get too emotional about this. But even our parents, you know, like parents, you know, like oh, yeah. they things are different, a little <clears throat> different now. But you know, just kind of rewinding back to that. It time. was rough. So how was it like when you were dealing at that that teenage year in? coming out so for me um one I think my parents always knew um but there is a certain level of denial that you have Mm -hmm. um and I was just sharing with you I had a uh, I had a girlfriend and at that time you know as as a gay girl in a you know un in a in a conforming home um that's just your best friend Mm -hmm. and so it's just like I'm going over to my best friend's house this weekend. My best friend's spending the night at our house this mm-hmm, weekend. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, we went out, like, we went to, uh, what was it? It was Shades. It was a teen club. And we went to a teen club, and we came home, and I got in the shower. And we weren't doing anything. She just was sitting on the toilet in the, in the bathroom while we were just sitting there, like, just talking. And my mom decided to come in the bathroom. Why the hell she woke up in the middle of the night? Mother's like, it's, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Go to sleep. I'm taking a shower. She's sitting there, like, literally doing nothing. Had a blanket on and was, like, on, sitting on the toilet just talking to me. And my mom came in, and I heard the door open. And my mom goes, what are you doing in here? And she goes, uh, nothing, just talking. And my mom came and opened up the shower curtain while I was in there. And I started faking like I was asleep. In the <laughs> so water is hitting Water just getting get and, and I, I hit one. <laughs> and my mom was like, Monique. And I was like. Oh. Uh, time goes who? Yeah. And I said, oh. she was like, why was she in here? And I said, oh, because I was so tired. And I didn't want to fall asleep in the shower. And so she was just in here talking to me. That was a good excuse. Man. Like that, that lie on the fly. That man. I was like, I was like, is she believe that? Okay. Mm. But. She didn't say anything about it, but then she came to me and was like, she can't sleep in your room anymore. She can sleep in the guest room. And I was like, okay, that's no problem. That's no problem. So now all that meant was I would go sleep in the guest room till about <laughs> 6 o'clock in the morning. And then before they woke up, I would like tiptoe back to my room. So um, I think she knew then. Mm-hmm. And so her denial became my denial. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to come out because of that and so for me um I didn't come out until so after that relationship ended I got into a serious relationship like at 20 mm-hmm. and I'm a Sagittarius mm-hmm. Sagittarius don't hate don't 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 but do we, that we work together we work, we work together very well. well together but <laughs> as a Sagittarius we are impulsive creatures and a lot of times, my impulsions supersede my logic. 
And so I remember literally going to choir practice and, you know, I got this girlfriend who I'm so in love with and I'm planning on moving out of town to go be with. I'm tired of lying to say, oh, I'm going to this poetry show in in Tallahassee when really I'm just going to go hang out with her Mm -hmm. all night and chill and go to gay clubs in Tallahassee with her. And I ended up coming home and I said, mom, we need to talk. And she was like. Like, I felt in that moment she knew what we were about to talk about. Because she was like, about what? And I said, uh, it's about me. And she said, what about you? And I was like, and so me not wanting to actually say I'm gay, I was like, I think you know. And she was like, Monique, what? And I said, I think you know, mom. And she was just like, if you don't tell me. And so I was like. I'm in love with a girl. Hmm. And I think she called me a nasty bee. <laughs> yeah. You nasty. And I was like, uh, so, and, and I was like, mom, you already knew. And I'm tired of hiding it. And I just want to be who I am. And I might be the only gay person in the world who kicked myself out the house. I said, well, I see this ain't going to work. Yeah. I'm just going to get my stuff. And I'm leaving. And I went and stayed with, at my friend's with no house. Job. With no, 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 I had a job. Well, I stayed. Job. Okay, okay. Like, you, I stayed you, you, job. Stable. It was you were red stable. lobster. You were but, stable. You know, I was hey, getting these tips. Cheddar biscuits. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was, that for me was my first coming out. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up going through that relationship and I was still I was teaching the choir at my church and once my parents found out they started putting pressure kind of like on the pastor to mm-hmm. be like she shouldn't be in this leadership position the pastor didn't care and I and I remember we ended up he cared but he was just like let her stay in her role cuz that may help her more than than kicking her out of it would and me and my dad ended up having a huge argument and I didn't go to church for six weeks. And during that time with my ex, I was in the process of actually wanting to break up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found during that time that the most the most excited I was in talking to her was when I was talking to her about God. Yeah. So during that time and then also missing out on not being at church anymore, I, I felt such a emptiness from from feeling like my relationship with God had been stripped away because of my sexuality. Yeah. And so I ended up breaking up with her and going back to church and saying I wanted to be delivered from this. Yeah. And I went to counseling with the pastor and um, I went to one session. He gave me a book on how pornography influences children and what yeah what i don't know hey for another day the thing was he actually was in the session and he was just like with the way these guys are out here i could kind of see why you might want to be that and i and i was like that don't have any it it it, it didn't help so i was like i'm not going back to counseling yeah but the safest thing for me to then say was that i've been delivered delivered yeah and and definitely would probably be like that could be even topic on its own but um, just kind of going a little bit back. So we talked. I talked about just how coming out in the space or not coming out in school. My mom, where she found out, I had a relationship, you know, a high school relationship going on, and that was my time when I was going off to college. And being my ex girlfriend at the time, got into a little bit of an altercation where I couldn't. Um, I was banned from the school, right? So they said, "Hey, you can't come on school grounds." Dang, bro, you a, uh, you're like was, a felon. Right? Jeez. God, 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 I ain't got no record, just yeah, for the record, no. right? I ain't got no record. How the school put a restraining order on I know, right? They was like, you can't come back. So we had a little bit of an altercation. And I think, you know, let me get in context of what the altercation was. So, you know, what we started to do was have this whole imposter thing, right? So I was like, okay, I, I don't want to get kicked out. You don't need to get kicked out. So I'm going to get me a boyfriend, and then you're going to get you a boyfriend. And that probably wasn't the best decision. Because it started to kind of cause a little bit of jealousy. Yeah. Right? Started to cause some jealousy, started to cause some friction. And it was back and forth like, no, I'm not talking to a guy or anything like that. And for whatever reason, I had caught them talking, whatever the case may be. And we all been there space before where you kind of caught somebody cheating. Yeah. Yeah. And you just get a little angry. Yeah. So that's what the whole context with the, with the, alterca- you know, with the altercation is. So, you know, they banned me from school. I couldn't come back. Um, 
maybe a couple months later, um, my mom found out. I don't know how she got wind of it, but she found out that I was banned from the school, and she found out why. And she found out that the girl that I got in con- was in trouble with was my girlfriend. So she, at that point, knew I was gay. And she picked me up. You got outed. Yes, I I got outed, right? So she came and picked me up from school. I tell you what, that was the hot. Man, look, if I could have jumped out that car and (laughs) and rolled back to home, you know, on a trunk or something like that. But she just started to just rip me a new one and just kind of say, you're, you know, you're gay, you're lesbian, you're dyke, all these different names, you know, nasty B, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of all just kind of everything under the sun. Yeah. You know, and you know, you lied to me, or you, I, I knew something was up. I should have never let you play basketball. I should never let you do this and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And it was just hard, and you can't stay up in the house like this. And then the whole car ride was playing gospel music. Um, <laughs> every time she would try to come pick me we up from fall school, down. I'm like, man, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> you know, um, she would just constantly play gospel music, try to force me, like. You know, you can only the only way you could come to church. You ain't coming to church dressed like that. You need to put on a dress. You're an embarrassment. So a lot of that shame and all of that stuff shit started to really happen around that time. Like you can't. I don't want. I don't want you walking around and and all this different stuff. And you know, like I think there were some triggers for her because I can remember one unique standpoint um, <clears throat> where she went back to Panama and just so happened both of my cousins over there are gay, and but one of my cousins you know, have HIV, right? She took it to a whole nother level yeah. where my cousin could possibly contracted that from for different reasons other than being part of being queer. Yeah. Um, just equated HIV to being gay, you know, and just was like, you're going to get AIDS, you're going to get HIV, you can't do this, you know, you're going to, you know, all these different things. And it just, it, it, it just put a strain on our relationship where I just did not want to even be home. Like, yeah. I didn't want to be home. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a mama's girl. You know, our relationship was just pretty much torn. Like, she yeah. didn't even want to look at me or just touch me or just, like, yeah. just would call me all type of names and just felt like, um, you know, started to institute in my head, too, that, you know, my father... You can't tell your father. Your father would, would, would have a heart attack if you told him. So I couldn't... I just had no parental, no one support, no one at that point supported me, like yeah. my mom. So that, that, it wasn't like a really coming out, like, hey, mom, I'm out. I got outed, but I dealt with a lot of the backlash that came, came with that. That came with that. So that went on for years on end. So like from 18 until like I, where I started to see a little bit of a shift from my mom around 28, 29. So I'll let you, you just kind of so I'll um, talk about my second coming out but so, you, you wanna... so fast forward for me um, being in different relationships with guys and um, I ended up um, struggling with okay well I like girls but am I bi or mm-hmm. am I you know what's this what's this and I ended up finding a guy that I actually had an amazing connection with and we got married um and you suppress those feelings thinking that well if I'm in love enough in this situation that um that will supersede um a lot of my desires and I mean eventually we we got pregnant had two kids and our relationship just wasn't working for us and um, I can't say that it was because I was gay. We had multiple other issues that were going on, but I can't say, but, but I can say that it possibly a piece of it fed into there because when you are denying who you are, mm-hmm. you can't love somebody within, um, the full capacity of what you have into you, in you to love. And so, um, and who knows how that contributed to other things and other factors in our relationship. And I think that inevitably our position in each other's life was to be more of best friends. Um, and so when it was time for us to be done, at that point in my life, uh, I no longer even had sexual desires towards mm-hmm. him. And for me, it was well i 
I really miss women. I really miss feeling like who I am and being this more dominant figure in my relationship. And I'm so tired of trying to um, dress a way to impress people at church and dress a way to feel like I'm making him feel like he's more of a man. And, um, you know, I'm not all the way stud I'm not all the way femme I'm more in between and for me it was like when I got out of that relationship I was like I'm done like I've I've done it I've yeah. I've, I've given y'all the the wedding I've given you the kids I've done these things everything and for you I've, I've done these yeah. things for you and now I'm at a point in my life where if I want to show my children how to be happy healthy and whole in their life and in their relationships then I have to be comfortable enough with myself to say this is who I am so I remember it was like it was like a two-part two-parter with my mom I called her and was like I'm done. I'm not doing this no more. I can't handle this. I can't take this. I'm done. I'm getting a divorce. And then, you know, we had that conversation. And then a couple of weeks later, I was like, honestly, I never stopped being gay. Honestly, that's not a part of me that left. And I'm no longer in a place in my life where I want to continue to keep lying to myself or to anybody else. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's how, I love how you said that you, when you were in that situation to really love yourself and have the capacity to love someone yeah. else and it sounds like the 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 changing shifting point is like man I got kids that I got to you know navigate help them navigate and yeah. be authentic and know, I, you know and I, you you got to think about those things like for me if my child ever came to me and was like I'm gay yeah okay yeah i, I love you you're too young to date or yeah, yeah, i love yeah. you how are we going to navigate this? How do you feel about this? How yeah. do you handle these things? And so I can't have um, that that hatred in a part of myself and think that if this young person comes to me who I've been gifted with, that I'm going to treat them any different because Lord knows I wouldn't. So in order for, you know, not to say my, my kids would be that way, they have the option to choose whatever they want to choose. Um, but above all else, I want them to live in their truth. So I can't tell them to live in their truth when I'm not living in mine. Yeah, you have to be that that integ- that level of integrity of walk the walk, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that's, that's you know, you just bring me back to just kind of that journey with, with the parents. And like I said, for, you know, over a course of 10 years, I was having that struggle with my mom. But where I have really, for me, the evolution was around 28 um, and it's especially something happens, especially around when you're 20. It's called your Saturn return. We won't get into that, but Google it. Saturn return. And what happens at Saturn return is that every seven years, you take on a new identity. So you're okay. basically your soul comes in and kind of says, okay, this shit ain't working for us. Uh-huh. <laughs> we need to evolve to the next space, right? So for me, at that point, I was really like delving deep and saying, God, what is my calling? What is my purpose? What am I here to do? And what I got from that is that you need to coach people where you had them, you know, where you've had healing at. So for me at that point, I had a physical transformation and I wanted to help other people understand what their purpose is. I want to help other people understand, find and fulfill God's purpose for their life. Then that's when the ego, the barrier came from me and it was like, you're gay. You can't. You can't. You, you can't. You, you're gay. You can't. You can't talk to people. You can't talk about God and being gay at the same time. Those two conversations doesn't work. So I had to actually come out to God. So I was like, God, I'm gay. <laughs> I think you know that you I'm know gay. that I'm gay. And um, this is who I am. And take it or leave it. Because I, at that point, I was frustrated. I was mad at God. You know, yeah. like from what the God that I knew, I yeah. was pissed off. Like, yo, this is who I am. You're giving me this calling. But I can't, I can't change my, you know, my affinity, how I feel, or anything like that. So I was like, "Yo, you gotta help me out here," and the, this is the power of God. In in a, in a small, still voice, I heard, "Tell your dad." Mm. I said, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. Tell your dad. So I, I called. I was like, "Tell my dad." I called my brother and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna tell daddy that I'm gay." He said, "Why you wanna do that?" I said, "Something just in me. I just." want to tell him and I said I cannot let my dad leave this earth not knowing who I am mm-hmm. I want to build a relationship with him so my my brother kind of prepped him like you know Kylie got something they call me Kylie but you she got to tell you something so then 
Um, I talked to my dad and I said, yeah, dad, you know, um, I don't like men. <laughs> You're not gay, yeah. you know. And he says, okay, baby. He says, have a peace of mind. Have a peace of heart. Have a peace of mind. Have a peace of heart. And my mother at the time, she just wrote, read, you know, sent me a long text, long text messages. God bless my mom. You know, I love her. But she just said, you know, you know, wish I could have you or just why did you do this? And you're going to break his heart and you're going to, you know, all this just nasty tone. But I'm so grateful that at that point I had a, a solid relationship with God to understand that, you know what? She's scared. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And my dad, you know, was telling me it's okay be you have a peace of mind so like i felt like a ton of bricks come off my chest yeah you know and and to be able to come out to my bed my dad and just kind of you know have his support we didn't have like an ongoing conversation because he was a little bit old-fashioned about it but it felt yeah. so liberating like, to come out that. to him and tell him yeah who i am and because my dad is was you know my dad has passed recently passed in april but I'm so, when I look back on that, I'm so happy that he got to know me. Yeah. And, you know, spend time with him. And I wasn't feeling that shame of being gay. And when he saw me, he said, this is my baby girl. Yeah. You know, this is my baby. Yeah. You know, he didn't look at me like, oh, you know, nothing like that. So that was pretty much, you know, a, a, another evolution of me continuing okay. to continue to come in, coming out. And then for me, mm -hmm. after coming out for the second time, mm -hmm. it was more of... I think they were just happy. I had grand. They had grandkids. <laughs> that's it, that's yeah, it. they were like, "Oh, she didn't have our baby, so we we good." Okay, so good. in that aspect, then they started being more. What, what can we say? Because at that point, I pay my own bills. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really ask y'all for nothing. So I'm going to live my own life. There's like this. Like it's interesting that you talked about that Saturn return at 28 because. Um, I stayed married until I was 30, but at 28 was when those feelings returned hard for me to yeah. where I couldn't fight them anymore. Yeah. And, and I still had, like, had two kids in that space right there and was like, I can't do this anymore come 30. But the feelings definitely returned, like, hard at 28. Yeah, and so um, just to be in this, this space now, my dad is completely different from your dad okay. in, in that mm -hmm. aspect of my daddy was like, so who the boy? <laughs> and uh, and, and just, just, dad, neither one of us. We're both the boy, but I'm saying who are uh, you know? And I'm like, dad, come, yeah, come. Yeah, my dad yeah, is a yeah. clown. He's a whole clown. And so he was just like, he was just like, so you be doing it, huh, daughter? You be, uh, and I'm like, dad, come on, man. Like, yeah, like I don't want to talk to you about this. Yeah. And so um, now I'm in a space with my parents to where. Uh, my mom is more just like, do you have to dress boyish? Can you, you got a nice shit. Cause you just put on the, the tight jeans with the, the other day she gave me some leggings, like Stop. skin tight leggings. Stop. And I was like, I'm gonna wear these around the house when I clean. So you, you could wear them out. Yeah. Nah, ma, right. nah. So her thing is more of, I didn't give birth to a boy, but she doesn't understand feminine versus masculine energy. And, you know, in some way, shape or form, I just have to be acceptive of mm -hmm. where her mindset is at this time. And for, you know, my dad, his thing is, I just want my daughter to find somebody who can bring to, as much to the table as she brings to the table. Cause yeah. he's like, you, you, you know, for, for, for daddy, it's always like, I don't want somebody to take care of my child, not my child taking care of somebody yeah. else. And so, but then the energy's different, but, but, but our, but our energy is, our, our energy is different. So, uh, for me, it's more like, I just want to be in a relationship where we both, we both bring something to the table, mm -hmm. um, more than just paper plates and yeah. we can both grow and, <laughs> and build together getting into a space where I'm learning my boundaries with my parents, the things that I will and won't change. Um, and just being like now just being more playful with, yeah, mama, you know, I had to get in these girls, you know, like just being normalizing it and yeah. being like, this is not a big deal because she'll be like, you know, no, you know, I. I, I know a couple of gay girls and I'll be like, like I'll be like, look at you. Look at mama. Yes. I was like, hey mom, I said, um, if you got any uh friends with fine daughters with good jobs, you know, I like your girl. And she was like, jobs. Me and your dad was just talking about that. And I was like, Ur? <laughs> like, yeah, 
y'all y'all talking about it. But that's that's I mean that's progress. But it's progress. That's progress. And and I can see my mom definitely she's she's come along. So like like I said, it had the twenty eight space going on, and then like twenty nine, I got into another relationship, and um, I still was kind of acting like I was 16 I was still kind of and plus my partner she wasn't she wasn't out either so it was kind of like this awkward thing and I had a good friend tell me it says you know KJ until you start acting normal yeah that's when she's gonna better accept it yeah right so like you know if you're gonna sit on the couch y'all don't need to be sitting way out here like sit on the couch and you know just kind of be you and when I started to do that I just noticed a quick shift where my mom started to understand that this, this is what is, it is, is and this is this is, is what's going to stay. And she started to understand and really accept the other person into into their life, um, into my life. And, you know, just kind of, the, OK, this is this is what it's going to be. Um, but it takes time because, you know, even yeah. still during that duration, what I still was going through was, OK, on an outward, outward appearance, I was trying to, you know, normalize this relationship. Yeah. But then I was still having you know, the internalized homophobia. So I won't get into it here because I feel like that's a standalone topic that yeah. we could talk about uh, on its own. Yeah. But I still was going through the religious oppress you know, yeah. suppression about yeah. it and just thinking that, you know, God, you don't support me or God you yeah. you won't, you know, bless I, I, me and stuff like that. I remember specifically like um, being in a relationship and being around town like now you go out of town and it's like, ah oh, yeah, what's up girl? How you doing? But yeah. then when you're in town with where you, your parents are um, I remember like being like, I've come out to my parents. They know I am gay, but I cannot be affectionate towards you because somebody who they know mm-hmm. or somebody from church might see me and then go back to them and tell them, oh, uh, I seen Monique. And she was so I remember my ex, uh, we were walking out of Target one day and she was like, I'm cold. And she did this thing where she like pulled up on me, like, like for me uh, to put my arm around her. Baby girl, and I was where your, like, where your hoodie at? And I and I backed up and was like, You just want my sword? What you want? What you want? <laughs> right. Like what like what you need? And 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 I and she like stand for everything you got. And we got in the car and she was like open and out and had yeah, always yeah, been. Yeah. And she was like, You're still ashamed of mm. of who you are. And it took a very long time for me to be comfortable enough to uh, show public displays of affection um, towards her, and to be like, "We all right, we okay." I'm not, I'm not, or or be in front of parents and be like, "Baby, you you bring me something to drink," or you know, uh, "Baby, you need something." Like to be able to have those pet names or show this is normal. Like this is absolutely normal, and even for even for my kids, when it when it uh, when crazy thing about like how little kids think they don't care mm-hmm. so for my kids it used to be like oh well they just got two moms and they didn't and they didn't i, I, I was the bit because sometimes you get the little kid like you're a boy you're a girl and i'm like you eight you 10 years old you know them. my you own know. my own daughter does that to she me does, and, I, and i can't stand it but she's a, she's an a-hole and she knows she does it <laughs> and she does it on purpose so if she sees me with like like, if, like if i put on some like like makeup then she's like oh mommy you a girl and I'm always a girl. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't don't try to question it. And she'd be like, "You're not a girl." Yeah, like she, like you like a grown person. Yeah. You want to fight or something? Sometimes. sometimes. Okay. Okay. All the time. You know. But um, we're gonna have to bring Zoe up. Who? She can't come on the show. <laughs> we got to bring Zoe. We got to bring Zoe. No, but you know, where were we? Where were we um, for a second. Producer. Where were producer. we? Producer. We got anything? We got, else? We, what we, we doing? Because you gotta keep. We when we start to cracking up. You and, guys are doing amazing. Um, <laughs> I think you can just hit the hit the challenges and the hardest parts. You guys are pretty much okay. Yeah, we had done. Okay, okay. All right. You know. Yes. She, she, yeah. told, she basically told us to wrap it up. Yeah, like she, she like we're finna get that Grammy award. She told music. she told she told us to wrap it up. Okay, so we, we'll spare spare a couple minutes because we want to make sure yeah. we type saying it in a loose sense. But so like yeah, had the girlfriend situation. Mama started to come around. Um, I think what kind of just really ignited me to this moment to be here and for us to be in this space and kind of have this conversation um I just started I started to handle the religious oppression part like that part coming out so like I guess and this is kind of like a second coming out for me was around um I had the internalized homophobia for maybe about a year and a half going on and I was doing a lot of healing work around that Mm -hmm. and I just had to come out to myself yeah and even though like I am a masculine presenting woman I started to deal with um you know questioning my own sexuality like am I bisexual and I want to be with men what is that um and just 
kind of unraveling all these pieces. And I think I never verbally came out to my mom and said, I'm gay. And I think that was important for me. So it was about a close about a year ago. I just said, mom, and I know you already know, I already know you already know girlfriend and stuff like that. But I just need to verbally hear myself say that I'm gay and this is who I am. Right. And then she's just like, well, you just need to do the surgery. You need. I said, no, that that's that's a different that's a different perspective. And there are individuals that. But feel that's not what you that's do. that's a different that's thing. Not who you are. Um, so I was like, you know, I said, you know, I'm gay. I'm a woman. I enjoy being a cisgender woman um, who I am. And I want to stay, you know, I want to just be with other women. And that's who I love. And I want to embrace that. And she was like, OK. But it felt, in essence, it just felt more liberating because I needed to say, I just never verbally said it. She came, she found out on me, but I never verbally said it. And I just more to kind of, what I learned in this past year is that coming out is just not a one-time event, right? It's a, it's an ongoing process. And we're in our early, you know, early thirties. And there's some individuals that may, you know, may be very well looking at this video and you're in the space like, okay, shit, I'm in my, you know, mid thirties, mid forties, you know. It is whenever your timing yeah. needs to be and to allow that space. And um, I'm just grateful that we had, even though it wasn't an easy road with like going to a Christian school and this is not to knock any Christianity or any religion. Um, it was, a, I think, definitely a pathway to coming to know God and building yeah. a relationship. Yeah. Uh, but going through that through high school and going through that with my mother and going through um, you know, a relationships that people, they, my partners weren't out really fuel me to connecting to who I am, um, mm. who I want to be yeah. coming out to myself and really owning it and saying, this is who I am. I'm a gay woman, a gay black woman at that, mm. you know, that's here on earth. And I believe that I chose this life as to, to do this for yeah. us to do this, yeah. you know, to be an inspiration to other people. So, um, that's my encouragement. Like, you know, it's, it's an ongoing process. And um, just to tie, tie my end up, um, just realizing that having that moment where I moved away from God because I was like, well, I'm going to, um, this is what I choose in my life. And so this means I can't have this, this close-knit relationship. And, I, and, and just backstory, I, um, I do a little bit of writing and music. And so, like, I've done, like, Christian hip hop and love it. I love to do it. And and you know, I'm not boasting. I'm owning my gift. I'm I'm good at it. And so um for me it was like, well, you can't do that genre of music anymore. You can't do these things or you can't mm-hmm. share these things. But but the thing is, I've met people who are gay who have shown me more and I've experienced more mm-hmm. in God than people who I've met that are cis, that are cisgendered and and I've um, my homegirl shout out to Love Reigns who um, started this safe space called the Closet in in Jacksonville Florida, the shout first closet that. that she had, um, uh, there was a, a trans woman, and she did gospel, and the spirit was so alive mm. in that setting that it just made me be like god i'm with my people and i'm praising you right now and i feel so alive and i feel so healthy and i feel so healed right now and so coming to this place in my life where i'm willing to own i love god I'm unashamed about my love for God. I want to share that with other people. No, I'm not perfect. I'm not without fault. But I can take his word and share his love with other people because there are some people within our community and outside of our community who absolutely need his love. And I think above all else, whatever your beliefs are, whether you believe we are wrong or believe we are not, what you cannot deny is that God above all else has has commanded us to love one another. Yes. And so if I share nothing else with you, love one another. Yes. Preacher Duchess. Get I it. tell you. No, you you've 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 said it. You said it all. Um so I just want to kind of close us up a little bit I, here and just kind of to continue to echo the words. This is a, bringing back the why you know Duchess and I were doing this. Um 
is first and third Thursday at seven. First and third Thursday. All right. And the intention is that we you heard. I know. You, thank you for thank you for sitting and watching, mm-hmm. right? But you've heard twenty something years condensed into this particular time frame. So you know, thanks for just kind of staying with us on the roller coaster of what this looked like, you know, and for us to kind of go even even further in detail, we'd be creating like a damn docu series. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe uh, one day docu series or something yeah. like that. But, you know, thank you for staying with us because it's it's to share. And I think what is so what we're so proud about is that we never thought this would be possible. Yeah. We never thought that we would have peace. Yeah. We that ne- we always was always was taught in in, in in the religious construct that we would always grapple with the sin, yeah. always struggle with our sexuality. We would never have peace. We would never rest. And we're here to tell you that's a lie. Yeah. That's not true. You can have peace. You can have love. You can accept who you are as a being that is queer. God loves you. God designed you to be queer. And I think the most unique and special part about a queer community is that you we teach how to love in so many different manifestations, mm-hmm. right? So in all hopes that you stay with us, you know, you know, like our channel, comment, you know, Subscribe, send us questions. Send us questions. Because uh, we want to help. Email us at uh, rainbowtabletalk20 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd love to just uh, talk with you and uh, help you through your journey as we go through ours. Awesome, awesome. And, I, you know, I know this is kind of maybe like a off the off the cliff we didn't have well, none of this was planned but i would love for us to do something different pray as a closeout all right so I'll, you I'll got call, it yeah I'll, 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 you know you thanksgiving pray you know quick prayer or what we gonna do all right so god we just come to you from all beliefs faiths walks whatever that may look like for us however we connect with you guys we got ask you to go within and god we thank you for creating this space for us, our own experiences and to bring in us through our own experiences and to be able to say we want to help our brothers and sisters and to whom all um, to come to know you. Because that's the, that's the goal, to come to know you. And then when they come to know you, they come to know themselves mm-hmm. to help build a unity and a bridge with loving who they are, accepting and God allowing themselves as you to be a vessel through them, to carry out their purpose in life and to love. That's what we're called here to do, God. So we just thank you for giving Monique and I the strength and the courage to tell our story in all hopes that it's going to inspire someone and all all hopes it's going to give someone hope to be able to whatever that is coming out to themselves, coming out to their family, their workplace, but standing in their truth and standing in their love and knowing that, God, you support them, you love and accept, and to help us build community that we're here for each other. So, God, we just thank you. Thank you. And, um, you know, for whoever was inspired and hope that we just spread the love and we continue to build a community around Rainbow Table Talk as we continue to have that conversation. So, God, we just thank you. And so it is. Amen. Amen. All right. Peace out, people. Peace out. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. All right. Peace out. At the end of the day, I know who I am. Welcome. Welcome. You are listening to Rainbow Table.